0: This is Better Benefits, a podcast from the team at Brella Insurance. We're talking about how to use employee benefits to build a world where health hardships don't create financial burdens. If you're a broker or employer looking for fresh ideas and new products employees will actually use, this shows for you. Hi there, I'm Laura Cave, Head of Marketing here at Brella, and this is Better Benefits episode number 31. Today, I am excited to welcome Stephanie Telenius. She is the founder and CEO of Vita, a virtual care company that is in the business of helping employers take better care of their employees with solutions that target the intersection of chronic mental and physical health. We all know that chronic conditions are a major health care expense for employers and mental health benefits have historically been a bit of a blind spot with a lot of employees not able to access or afford regular mental health care. What I didn't know was that there is a massive connection between mental health conditions and chronic physical health conditions. Sometimes the mental health condition manifests in a physical health condition, or it may simply make a chronic health issue harder to bear. What's fascinating about Vita is that they haven't just built a mental health solution, or a chronic care management solution, or even a virtual primary care solution, they've managed to build something closer to a combination of all three. So with wellness benefits and mental health solutions in high demand, I'm really excited to unpack what Vita is all about and where they're headed under Stephanie's leadership. So Let's go ahead and introduce you to Stephanie. She founded Vita in 2014 after a long and distinguished career in the tech industry, where she led large consumer and enterprise platforms at Google, eBay, and PayPal. She sits on the boards of Seagate Technology and Wish, and she's based in the San Francisco area. Stephanie, it's great to have you with us.
1: It's great to be here. Thank you for hosting me and look forward to the dialogue.
0: So, I guess tell us a little bit about your your background and your professional journey. You came in the technology world and got into the health space here. And I'm just curious, how did you become passionate about healthcare and health benefits, particularly around chronic and mental health?
1: Well, it's a great question. I know everyone's personal journey is is never a straight path, and there's all these different connections. And you know, I'm thinking of Steve Jobs' famous speech at Stanford, his graduation speech in 2005, where he said, you can't really connect the dots forward. And I don't think I could have connected the dots forward for you. When I was a kid, I used to be into fashion and dance. And I was very into you know, commerce and I ended up going and spending a long time in my career in tech, in commerce and payments. So I was at eBay. And PayPal for a decade, and then Google, and all of that was in shopping, commerce, payments. I was on the board of Tapestry, which is the brand's coach and Kate Spade, and was was really enjoying scaling products to millions of users. But at one point, I was sort of thinking to myself, "Well, I'm not really. I'm helping people buy and sell, and you know, making an impact and, and bringing joy in that in that regard. But I'm not really." really having an impact on the world and at that time i had several personal things going on one well for one i was i've always been a, a quantified selfer i mean i worked out and i always had all the new devices and was always tracking my health and and that's in part that my my father had multiple chronic conditions and i didn't want to get any of those conditions so i've been, always been very vigilant about that and while i was building these commerce and payments products my dad was increasingly getting worse and he had Diabetes, obesity, CHF, COPD, and depression. And he had them all together, and it was very clear that the mind and the body were connected for him. That the worse his diabetes or his feet would, you know, his, his feet would be swollen from the conditions, or he wouldn't feel well, then the worse the depression would get. And they were completely inextricably linked, like and and I knew that I, I had to get at the root cause of the nutrition, sleep, exercise, mood, like all the things that he was going through. And medications were useful, but they weren't the answer. And he needed day-to-day accountability, and I need to understand how he was living his life and what were the drivers, and also, like, what was his blood pressure and what was his glucose? and <laughs> what was he eating? And you know there's just so much that I, we needed to understand. There really was no mobile service at the time that brought all these things together with day-to-day accountability, coaching, therapy, et cetera. And so I just started prototyping and really trying to explore this. And when I really understood, the connection between the mind and the body. Also for myself, I knew how important that was, and I saw it in all my colleagues. You know, I was fortunate. You know, at Google, like people took care of themselves. They worked hard. They, you know, they worked out. And in California, in the Bay Area, there's definitely this mindset of, you know, connecting the mind and the body. I don't. I think we know in healthcare that we have to do that, but we haven't historically done a great job at that. And so I really. Was thinking a lot about how do we solve this problem? And there's 147 million people in the US that have chronic disease. And the majority of them actually have two or more chronic diseases connected. And so just started exploring. And then now when you look back, you know, of course it makes sense that my experience in another in in tech and building platforms can be applied to healthcare and I can help. You know, a lot of people, and
0: it comes together. But at the time, I, I wouldn't have told you to connect the dots very clearly. <laughs> that's so funny because my first thought was, "Oh my gosh!" And she knows how to build platforms. So, <laughs> because that's the big problem, right? There, the platform for dealing with physical health problems and the platform for dealing with mental health problems are two separate journeys. And if you think like a product, a tech product person, you think, wow, we needed a new journey, a new platform to sort of bring these things together in an easier way. Right? Exactly. And, and, and it, why would you want five different
1: apps as an individual? Why would you want an app for diabetes, hypertension, your mental health, your cholesterol, like it's just your workouts. yeah, Yeah. Your workouts. It's all too much. Right.
0: Wow. So, so talk us through. You know, we we've come. I want to say a long way, but there's probably there's still a long way to go when it comes to thinking about chronic disease management and mental health. So, I wonder if you could frame up like what are some of the problems today when it comes to chronic disease and mental health?
1: Well, particularly right now in this pandemic world that we're hopefully exiting. It is profound to look at the data. So, seventy-five percent of ICU admits, like admissions to the hospital, are driven with an under their underlying chronic disease, even if they have COVID. And diabetes and obesity and hypertension exacerbate COVID. So, it, it really is a wake-up call to the fact that we, as a country, have to treat these conditions. And, and then from a mental health perspective, the data that we're seeing is stark as well. So prior to the pandemic, we had one in five people who took a PHQ, which is a test for depression or a GAD test for anxiety would, you know, basically between 17 and 20% would qualify as having a mental health condition. And now it's one in two. And so the pandemic has really shifted the conversation. I think it shifted the virtual care conversation first where people were open to telemedicine because it was the only way to get care. And now they've tried it and they realized how much more convenient and how much better it is. And I don't think we're going back, particularly in mental health, because you, know, you can get a lot done through video. And so we've accelerated the conversation on virtual care, but then also we realize how important chronic physical and mental health care is and how it can be handled continuously day to day through text, and audio and chat. And it is much more efficient than actually driving and going to see your doctor and really measuring your day to day health care you know, is, is the way to handle these conditions. So I think that the conversation has completely shifted during the pandemic in a good way and i think we're we're headed in a in a direction where everyone realizes this is the way to handle chronic and mental health care.
0: Wonderful. Amazing. So tell us a little bit about how Vida's solution works specifically and maybe what some of the outcomes are.
1: So we work with large employers like Boeing and Cisco, Visa Prudential. And they offer this as a benefit to their employees. You can get the app, download it for free if you're an employee of those those, those companies. And you can pick a myriad of different paths. If you have prediabetes or diabetes, you want to lose weight or you have hypertension, you can pick one of those paths. Uh, If you have mental health concerns, if you have depression, stress, anxiety, going through a hard time from the pandemic, or you have some kind of you know, grief in your family, like a loss or social situation, social, social anxiety or divorce. There's a myriad of different topics that we cover. And uh, you're enrolled in a digital therapeutic program and you're able to pick your own coach or therapist. We use an algorithm to really provide a tailored group that matches to your needs. So you get a human, you get a digital therapeutic, and you get Devices, if you need them, if you like a, a connected glucometer or a scale, if you're if you're looking for physical health, if you are just in the mental health, there, we have a bunch of tools and and information in the app. We have like thought trackers and you know meditation videos and other information in the app. Along with we use cognitive behavioral therapy. It, it is really a CBT tailored intervention along with the, the weekly therapy sessions that you have. So it's very structured, and we measure we measure outcomes, which is traditionally hard to do in therapy in particular. So we look at outcomes across all of our conditions. So we measure A1C reduction, we measure weight loss, reduction in depression, anxiety, and we have leading outcomes in each of these areas. So we'll see five to 10% weight loss. We'll see over a point reduction between a point and two point reduction in A1C, which is very material for people living with diabetes. We'll reduce 75% of our participants. And the first three months for mental health are moving at least one stage better in their mental health journey. And then we, we show a 60% reduction in depression and anxiety. We've published these outcomes in JMIR and, you know, really feel blessed that we're able to actually have an impact on people's lives and see real material change.
0: That's fantastic. That's amazing to hear, especially when you, you start to look at quantified outcome, you know, changes like that. I wonder, you know, let's say you're, you know, a listener of ours is is not at a Boeing or a large organization. What do you think are some of the like key pieces that benefit professionals should be thinking about bringing together if they're not in a place where they can adopt VITA as as the solution?
1: That's a great question. I think there's a lot of discussion right now. I just saw a study from Mercer two days ago. And IBI just came out with another study on the importance of tackling mental health. I think everyone's talking about this, especially post-pandemic, as we emerge from this. So I, I think it's really important that it doesn't matter if you're a Boeing or a mid-market employee. I mean, an employer, we, we serve mid-market and we have a lot of smaller customers as well. And it's the the, the great thing about our services, it's not that hard to roll out. So we can deploy it with smaller companies. And I encourage I think all employers really need to be looking at this. There there was a there's some data that just came out about how in some ways this pandemic has made it easier for all of us because we're not commuting as much and we're able to collaborate on Zoom and you feel like you're gaining some of your time back, but at the same time what we're losing is a connectedness and a belonging and also people are starting to burn out. And one of the we did a I can send this along but we did a survey of individuals and benefit leaders and the number one benefit that was the most attractive right now is mental health it was about food and snacks and you know all the other perks that are typical <laughs> typically offered and i think in this you know when you're thinking about employee productivity and longevity retention of the employee and just pure connectedness and the feeling of belonging in this in this hybrid remote workforce that we're all in right now, I think it's paramount that we offer these services to employees. And it benefits everybody. It it benefits the employee, but also the employer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I saw the same headline. It was something to the effect of Employees prefer mental health benefits over food in the office. Yes. And yes, <laughs> you know, if we're, if we're saving all those dollars from not doing in office or in person events, can we direct them at mental health benefits? I'm, I'm so curious as to whether, you know, employers are able to make that shift. Cause it sounds like it would be, it's, it's not only been an excess, it's been a, a, a missing piece for a while, but it's also now an outsized need that's bigger than it used to be.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Well said. Right. Because of of everybody going through all these changes. So I'm curious, as you think about moving through the pandemic, you mentioned some of the trends as far as acceptance of virtual care. Has there been any other changes in terms of how the pandemic has impacted Vita as a business? Well, we've grown a lot during the
1: pandemic, as I think all virtual care and digital health companies have. And then we've spent some time recently exploring the best way to to expand from here. And so, you know, we're we're looking at continuing to scale our services. We just, we're we're probably the largest exchange population, enrolled Obamacare exchange population out there. So we serve large employers and payers. And we we launched a full Spanish offering last year. So we have Spanish, you know, Spanish speaking coaches and providers and therapists, as well as a full Spanish app and Spanish marketing. And that's been it's been great to show the diversity. And we have a really high NPS with we have an 80 NPS in general, but with Spanish speaking users, we have an 87 NPS. So we know that they're enjoying the product. So we're just really focused on diversity and inclusion and scaling our network and reaching more people during this time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was going to be my my next question in terms of what's ahead for Vita in 2022. Do you foresee any other, you know, major additions to the product offering or is it mostly just about, you know, reaching more folks? Yeah, we're really focused on reaching more people and then providing even better, higher like
1: covering higher acuity individuals. So we're seeing we're taking claims data you know, for employers that can share claims data, we're taking that data and then really segmenting and targeting the folks that are higher acuity and have multiple chronic conditions. So that's one of our sweet spots is handling people that have hypertension, Hyperlipidemia, diabetes, depression, anxiety, you'd be surprised how many people have all those things together. So that's one, one focus. And then the other is just making sure we're reaching a broader segment of the population and, and really looking at, I, I would call it population health. So we're targeting the higher end. Higher cost individuals with claims, but then making sure we're rolling out to the whole population because we do have subclinical mental health, sub you know weight loss and pre-diabetes and things that are, that can cover the whole population and, and have them avoid getting worse. And so, you know, in this environment now, especially as we emerge in the pandemic, we want to make sure we're, we're reaching the whole population.
0: Okay. Wow, that's great. That's fantastic. All right. Well, obviously, you know, you have had a fantastic career, and you are on the board of director for for uh, several large organizations. And I'm I'm curious, as you've grown professionally and personally over the years, if there's a book or a resource that was really impactful on you in that process that we can share with our listeners. Well,
1: there's so many books. I'm kind of let's see what I have to think of a recent. There's some recent books I've read that have been pretty interesting. Well, first of all, Kim Scott Malone's Radical Candor, like. That's been that was been transformational. Really trying to lead with an open dialogue and solve problem solving across the company without taking anything kind of personally, and just really saw. Like I think it's I, I find. I find that we are all so, we have a hard time solving problems with radical candor. And so that that book. And then there's another book I read recently, Multipliers, where I've really been trying to focus on how do you bring out the best in everybody? And that means our employees, but that also means our customers. And it, it extends to, I mean, we have over a thousand providers in 50 states. And so how do we really bring out the best care that they can provide to individuals? So those, those are recent books. And then I'm I'm reading now this new book by Reed Hastings called No Rules Rules. He just <laughs> it's a new book. And really trying to think about new culture. Like how do we define culture and the workforce in this this new world that we're it's it's a remote world we're moving into? It's a hybrid world. And how do we how do we define connectivity? We we're spending a lot of time internally. We just had an offsite with some of our folks and thinking that we need to be together in person and have that connectivity but also work on zoom productivity you know productively and how do we map those two together and how do we create this h- hybrid remote world of a workforce that we're all living in
0: yeah and how do you help everyone become you know use this as an opportunity to become more productive and and balancing that with with our health at the same time
1: exactly how how do we get enable people to live their best lives and their most productive happy lives
0: yeah, that's fantastic. I know everybody, you know, deserves a leader who's thinking about those things. And and that's fantastic that that's what you're, you know, pursuing and, and modeling at Vita. So, well, thank you, Stephanie. I really appreciate the time today. And this has been a really fantastic conversation. If any of you listening would like to connect with Stephanie and the team at Vita, you can visit their website at Vita.com or you can email partners at Vita.com. That's V-I-D-A. I'll add a link as well to the book that she mentioned and some of the articles that we discussed to the show notes, which you can find on joinbrella.com slash podcast. And if you'd like to get in touch with myself or learn more about Brella, you can contact us through our website at joinbrella.com. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe to the Better Benefits newsletter. And thank you as always for listening. Visit joinbrella.com slash podcast for notes from today's show. And if you liked the episode, share it with a colleague. This helps us spread the word. Be sure to subscribe or follow in your favorite podcast player so you don't miss our next episode. And that's a wrap. This is Laura Cave and Mike Zirullo from the Better Benefits Podcast. Thanks for listening and have a great week.